0: Hello everyone and welcome to what is part two of a three-part series that I recorded with Paul Clemente and Jimmy MacArthur at Empower Gym. In our first part, we talked to Source about the Murph 8 Challenge and how... He experienced a range of different emotions across that 24 hours and the lead up to the big event itself. And amazingly, he has raised over $13,000 and there is still time for you to donate as well if you are moved by what you're hearing throughout this podcast series. The link is in the podcast bio. Today is part two and we zero in on the great Paul Clementi. He's been open and honest with us. He's told us his story and how he found strength in being vulnerable and being able to share that vulnerability with other people, not only in his family life, but also with his closest friends and now it extends out into Empower Gym. He's found a real strength in speaking up and he's implored and encouraged other men to do the same. We talked to Source about men's mental health from a community side of things and what happens if someone does notice you might be on the edge yourself in terms of not looking the way you normally would or presenting in that joyful, happy way that you normally do. What happens when someone comes to you and asks you if you are okay? That's all coming up in this very special second part of our three-part series of the Just Mates Talking Podcast. So I asked you before at the very start around whether you've got you know, a precursor in your life as to the reason that you did this or if it's just from the job that you do and the conversations that you've had previously. What about for you, Paulie? Because you did mention on the very ending that you have had your own mental health challenges and and I have and I know Source you have as well, but so many other men in our age bracket do experience it, but I guess so many our age try to emulate what either their their father does or their mentors did in a different Mm. era and go, well, let's just have that cup of concrete toughen up and just push on with the day mm. over the journey Paulie what's it been like for yourself in terms of finding that safe space to open up to other people hmm
1: yeah it's a it's it's a it's a bloody it's very very close and dear to me as it is I'm sure to a lot of people listening and you boys um, but like a little bit of a, a background uh, not a happy to delve into my own personal experience too, which I'm more more than happy to do so, but prior to literally the starting of our event uh, we had four close mates that came to me and discussed their own uh, challenges and struggles that they've been going through and I don't think I've ever heard the word suicide uh, and referred to my friendship group before in my life and when I did, it bloody mate, it rattled me absolutely rattled me and um, I remember I, I was shook I was absolutely shook I uh, rang Jackson and I said mate as it has been and as we always trying to facilitate and help I'm like fuck enough's enough for this shit this is enough's enough because I can't bear seeing my close friends struggle uh, and feel like they are weak and can't speak because the strongest people that I know are the ones that do speak. Mm. Uh, Speaks nothing of your masculinity to be, put the big brave face on and be, you know, everything's okay because, what's that famous saying? It's okay to not be okay. It really is. Mm. It really is. And we all deal with emotions and um, some can be pretty dark. It's really good to be able to, put it out there to know that there's tools to be able to manage these types of things. There's people that experience the exact same stuff that you do. So there's comfort in that similarity. So as soon as people start talking about it, they go, hang on a minute, fucking, that's that's me too. Like, what what the hell's going on? So, um,
0: yeah, I've kind of lost a little bit where <laughs> I'm going in with this, but... um, I'm listening to you and it's making a lot of sense to me as well. And one thing you did just say there is... Um, there is a strength in speaking up and I, I guess a lot of people, a lot of men, young men, even older men will look at it and go, well, that's that's rubbish, it's weak, it's weak, it's a sign of weakness if you're going to break down and cry in front of a group of mates, a, a single person in front of you, but it's almost the adverse for my source is it's an incredible strength to be able to sit in front of someone and be completely open, honest, transparent and vulnerable and say, hey... I'm not having a great time right now, or this is really weighing me down. Not necessarily for you to give me the answers, but just to be able to give me a shoulder or give me an ear to be able to listen to what I'm going through. And then you might find, as Paul just said, you might have experienced something either similar or exactly the same. And, hey, this is
2: how I sort of work my way through it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's always been, I suppose, something that's... uh close to me in my uh family and network uh you know family and friends um and it's one of those things that that it takes more courage to speak up than it does to stay silent um you know to put your hand up in and be as you said completely vulnerable and honest in a a situation with with family friends whoever it is um that's the real strength and that's what people need to realize um and not only that, that it's not just on the individual to put their hand up and say, I'm struggling. You know, so I think someone uh, might have been the CEO of November. I heard this the other, the other week that mental illness or mental ill health is not an individual problem. It's a community problem. And I think that speaks real loudly in terms of it shouldn't be that I'm struggling or I'm going through this. It should be that people around us are pe- speaking up and saying, "Hey, mate, I've noticed that you're going through this. Let's figure this out together." Um, and I think that that speaks absolute power.
0: How do you approach if someone came up to you and said, "Source, you're not looking yourself, or you're not acting the way you normally would?" Do you do you instantly become a bit defensive? Oh, hang on, who's this person to ask about my business? What are they? What do they really want out of this? Are they looking for a bit of you know, gossip potentially, or do they genuinely care? I mean, how, can you read or get an understanding of where someone's coming from, from that aspect?
2: Absolutely. I think it's in this day and age, like we, we our greeting of people is how you're going, yeah. which creates an issue in, in, in the beginning. You know, you ask someone how, how you going and their instant response is, yeah, good, yeah, good. But if someone's going, wants to go further than that, they have to have the skills to be able to draw draw that out and so it does create a little bit of tension if someone goes no how how are you going really like you know i've noticed x y and z um and people can go oh hang on i'm on the back foot here straight away you know i wasn't expecting this kind of confrontation or this question straight up um and so it comes from both sides we need to be open with those that are asking and do care about us. We also need to approach those situations properly so then people don't get their back up or don't get defensive. Isn't it such a
0: default too that Paul, how are you mate? I'm good mate. I'm good, no problem. And but even in it's such a default and I've not that I've done a study on this or a survey, but I'm almost convinced that even if you had said not going well my immediate reaction or a person's immediate reaction is to go, okay, cool, no worries. And not even realise that you didn't say, I'm going well, mm. I'm going good. Mm. It's just, it's programmed Auto to be yep. like that. Yep. In this Insane. place that you run and in the conversations that you have throughout your day, how uh, often, you don't have to name names, you don't have to give an actual number, but would you have someone come in here and say, mate, I... I I'm really doing it tough and either this place has helped me the group community aspect of it has saved me in quotation marks saved me and i've just been able to lift my own mental health because of something like this this place is the best thing that's happened to me for my own journey from when i had
1: my breakdown was literally within three months of opening in power funnily enough and uh to be able to see uh the impact that it has on people It's helped me learn and it's uh, helped me navigate myself through my own personal path. Uh, But it's also empowered myself to be able to be brave and speak up and say, hey, mate, fuck, do you know I'm actually got depression and anxiety too, like, a, like all of us do, and be, be comfortable to speak that out loud. Like I used to rattle up when I used to speak about it, but now I can speak about it so openly that I'm a mess and I'm so happy with it. Like, it's fine. It's great. I just know how to deal with my times when I'm feeling triggered, I'm feeling low, I've got a beautiful fiancé that helps me manage myself through that stuff, and I'm, I'm comfortable to be vulnerable. Uh, vulnerable to my business partner because he had to – he walked into the fire and I had to kind of front up to, you know, 200-odd people in here when I just wanted to bloody go home and be in my bedroom for three days and not move, you know. So I think over the course of 12 years doing PT prior to opening up uh, Empower, I kind of set it to source too. Uh, When I found out my condition, uh, you've seen the movie Shelter Island before?
0: No, I haven't. No, you haven't
1: seen Shelter no. Island. Put it on Iconic. The, put it on the mist. great movie. Okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> a great movie. <laughs> so Leonardo DiCaprio was sent out to an island to try and uh, help deal with these mentally ill patients, and um, throughout the course of the movie, he was. In, 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 what was he? In? An inspector?
2: Yeah, or yeah. it was like a detective. Detective or something like or that. Something yeah. Like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I, I t- tied that back to the 12 years of dealing with my clients on the one-on-one basis where I would be like, yeah, I'm good and everything else. I'd go and party on the weekend and take drugs and drink alcohol and rinse and repeat and have my down darkness and then just think, oh, I'm okay, I'm all good. And then at, over the course of time when I had my breakdown, where I hit my rock bottom, I just realised, fuck, I'm the crazy one. Like similar how Leonardo DiCaprio discovered that he was... Going through his he own was going stuff. through yeah. his stuff, and he was in part uh, dealing with the things he was. And once that moment happened, I could, I guess, know my enemy and understand it. That's where my journey of uh, um, rebuilding myself started. So it was the best moment that ever happened for me personally, because I can now be able to sympathise with people, understand it, see it, um, and help other people. Uh, use tools that I have to get me out of what I've Dealt with.
0: What are a couple of those tools? Now you're not a, a doctor by any stretch, but if someone came to you, to you and said, <laughs> Dr. "Paul," as much as you want to, can we is.
1: put a little uh, disclaimer? <laughs> <laughs> doctor Adam Clemente exists, but there's <laughs> Doctor <laughs> No Paul
0: Clemente. Not when the footy's on, he's not a professional <laughs> doctor at all. Yeah, but if someone was to come to you and say, "This is where I'm at," yeah, have you got just one or two little strategies uh, that are simple? You know, you, not that you can flick a switch and get nah, into definitely them, not. The source actually said something
1: profound to me too. It's not like you can go and... It's, this isn't a thing that you fix. Correct. It's something that you... Works w- with you, and through. You deal with. It sits with you for the rest of your life and you understand it. So you just... Once you learn about it and accept it, you go, okay, mate, let's hold my hand and let's go for a walk type of thing. And we'll just work... We'll navigate it through together. So I'm talking about depression and anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um... My biggest thing was I, I cut alcohol, done. I had to, because I was covered in blood, uh, in in the hands of my mother, bawling my eyes out. It hit my rock rock bottom. And I knew that at that day that, that that that's it, something has to change. I had a beautiful girl next to me. I'm like, mate, this is a fucking... I'm going through a vicious cycle here. What the hell is happening? And I, I knew I needed to make a change. So, um, yeah, so cut alcohol no more um, social drug taking really did a priority on my sleep and my exercise it's not rocket science well what yeah but I really prioritised that and you know said no to a lot of friends in terms of you know because people that know me well I'm a social butterfly social butterfly <laughs> i'm a little bit off my head but that's just uh naturally. i don't know naturally <laughs> yeah. and I, I as time went on over the course of 4 years going through this i'm like shit i don't need it like i'm i'm pretty good the way i am i'm i'm good and that and then it really helped me uh, prioritize my own mental health and understanding how to nurture my mental health so
0: and during um, that time did you have people trying to from the outside pull you out of the fire or oh, support uh, you in any way to very say lucky, maybe yeah. maybe Paul we can you can take yep. a look at yourself at yep. some capacity yep and and going back
1: and reflecting like you you're very naive to the signs that were there in front of you uh, very naive um and only over the course of this past four years I can look back and go wow well that was that and that was this and link it all to things put it all together so um then that whole vulnerability started I've always been pretty open but that kind of started a new level was a bit of a a passion project to say hey this is happening to me let's have a look around because I'm sure there's a lot more other
0: people that are going through it too so um and here we are today here we are. And what about for you, Source, if you were maybe not to the same extent as Paul, but again, your story might be not the same in terms of the social scene and, but you still hit rock bottom. Cause a lot of men do even Absolutely. as young as our age, um, and I do remember hearing, not that I read Harry Potter, but the author <laughs> of that, J.K. Rowling, once said that uh, she was so glad that she hit rock bottom because it's the most solid of foundations to, to rebuild oh, your life upon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, not, she didn't write that how in Harry Potter; that? she just said it one day to <laughs> really? a, a group of university yeah, graduates. Very profound, feels. that one. That's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very there good. You go. and, yeah. and that's what I took away from you know her and Harry Potter. But that's when I was at my lowest. ebb, so I thought, well, you know, it can't. What about you? It can't get any lower. You want to know about me? Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. Well, I'm the smiling assassin. but uh, <laughs> Talk to me. Behind the smile, there has been some significant heartache and heartbreak. Uh, I guess the only time I realised that I wasn't going as well as the persona that I sometimes exude was when a, a great St Bernard's boy, Chris Lane, was shot dead in America by... Three US teenagers who were bored one afternoon just carrying a pistol and... As you do. Yeah. yeah. Gee whiz. So, and left for dead, unfortunately, sadly, on the side of the road. And that was August the 17th in 2013. And at the time I was 22 and I thought everything was a joke. I thought the world was just, we'll live forever with 22, we'll 20 we have some fun, 20 all 20. that stuff. Yeah. Really, you know, I get through high school and... Nothing, nothing fazed me. Just talk about the footy, Monday to Friday. On the weekends you play footy or you watch the pies and mm. just go about your business. What a club. Go yeah. pies. And, yeah. and the one thing, and, and I've talked to many people about this since, the one thing that as sad as it is and as tragic as it is and you cannot make sense of someone dying on the side of the road, going for a run and never coming home, is that what it's done for me is so profound and empowering in the sense of it actually forced me to to look at myself how do you approach life? You know, people aren't just there to pick fun at, to have fun with, have deep conversation with people because tomorrow's never promised. And for mine, uh, six weeks later, I, I went and ran the Melbourne half marathon off no training and then six days after that I went and walked Kokoda. Wow. All in his honour. And, and I, my, not that it was a rock bottom moment, but it was a moment of deep reflection yeah. was across the line on the MCG, after have never run more than 10 games <laughs> in my life and run 21. <laughs> That's an it's ridiculous. And then six days later, I'm on the Kokoda the track. track. Wow. Where they send you to the cemetery at the end and all the fallen soldiers with no names, no identity. It's pristine, not a blade of grass Amazing. out of place. Yeah. And I just remember sitting under a tree and the 10 people that I walked the track with had no idea my story and what had just happened in in my world. And I was inconsolable for the best part of three hours sitting at this cemetery. How good. But from there, it's taught me, you know, depth. It's taught me substance. It's taught me and forced me to have conversations that I either don't really ever wanted to have Mm. with people. Mm. You know, it would have been, I'm, I'm 32 in two months' time. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have sat in front of you, Paul, and said, mate, what you've done for me this year alone... Has been profound. I would have just taken the piss and gone, oh yeah, I come to empower Gym, I have a yep, laugh. Yep. We know we have some fun, and then I just leave. Whereas what this gym has done for me in the last 12 months has been nothing short of amazing. Oh,
2: beautiful, mate. Appreciate yeah. that. And what it does for lots of people out there, yeah. absolutely. But 10 years ago,
0: I wouldn't have felt comfortable to even walk up to you or to Jacko or to Sean or Zana, whoever else is in here, and say, hey, this is what this place has done. Because I would have just gone, oh yeah, I pay my. Weekly registration fee.
2: Come here, have a laugh. Come and have yeah. a laugh, and then
0: I go home. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? And it's uh, that's been my journey
1: to understand what this has been like. Uh, it's bigger than a business and a and a gym and everything else. I've held such a responsibility, and I'm sure all our staff and everybody that comes through in here too have the same. Moral compass that I do is that we we have a responsibility to have care and genuine compassion for the people that walk in our doors. It is an actual privilege that people put their hands in their pockets mm. and pay us money to do what we do. We are no better than them. We are just a we are a vessel
0: that puts things together. That's it. I'll that, give you another. I'll give it you another it. saying because we're, we're we're on, on with Hit the quotes again. here. We yeah. I think this one's Maya Angelou. My Jay. Angelo? Who? Who? My Angelo? Yes. Or Michelangelo? No, not Michelangelo. <laughs> oh, <Michaelangelo>. Definitely not. <laughs> because uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, and, and this is so well known, You, as soon as I start saying it, you'll know what I'm talking about, is that people will never uh, remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel.
1: feel. Oh, wow. Yes. You've just been hit with absolute you? So, so, yes. That's an
0: Albert. That's an Albert. So, like, like you said, like, there's, there are no different weights here than there are at the gym two k's away over at high point but you don't get the same empowerment at the gym over there you don't leave with the same you might have the same pump with your biceps and the, <laughs> your bench press <laughs> and you might leave the sauna all sweaty yeah. and whatnot but you don't leave with the same feelings yeah, of hey I'm, I'm part of something here mm. i'm part of a, a team here it's like,
2: amazing yeah. It's and It's amazing. totally agree. And that's, that's why when I floated this idea of this stupid challenge was I felt comfortable doing that, was for knowing that the boys here and knowing that all the staff here would jump on board and, and get behind it um, because of how comfortable and how much safety you have in this joint. Um, you, know, you walk in the doors, doesn't matter what's happened out, out in your day, you walk in the doors and you're here for a good time, you lift some weight and you walk out feeling absolutely 100% better.
0: It's not that uh, I leave my problems at the door or when you come in here, you feel mm. like you can actually bring them in. Yeah, mm. And if Absolutely. you need to talk to Paul or Paul Sean aside or Jacko, then you can. And and you know and what?
1: Even to caveat on that, like take out us, like staff, that's what. It's just something too that I probably need to get better at that I would really, really find it uncomfortable that people would look at me like you own empower. you're – like I am the most fucking – Normal human being on the face of planet Earth, <laughs> I am. A, it's
0: a pleasure
1: for you, for me to be around you. Like that's that's genuine, and I've truly mean that. Like I really mean that. And what I've what I've learnt over the course of time doing what I've done in, in PT is that I've learnt the things that I have been fortunate to be around the good people that I've been around. So it's only a small part for me to try and pass on a little bit what I have and then the people that come in here give so much back to us and vice versa. So it's the people that come into this place as well, if not more so than what maybe Jack and I put forward and all the other staff that create what this place is. So that's that's a credit to the people that come through this door. So we are so fortunate and grateful that um we've got so many incredible people that um occupy this premises and humble, you know, we're the boys with are humble now. that's for sure Super.
2: Hey, they, they're the ones that created this space um, for people to have that safety and have that comfort so um, the boys are a bit humble in that sense but um, credit goes to them to start in this joint
0: hope you enjoyed listening to our second part of the just mates talking podcast in a couple of days time we will be releasing our third and final part of our extensive chat at empowered gym when we do return you will hear the importance of routine in stride and gaining to have positive mental health. You can have mundane but pretty simple strategies right throughout your day that will no doubt help you. And we dissect and talk about other ways that men can support other men. It may well be a podcast with a light shining on men's mental health but it's very important for all people's mental health for everyone to have these conversations and we hope you're enjoying our coverage of this week throughout November and World Suicide Prevention Month right here on the Just Mates Talking Podcast